not sure if you can hear this in the background, but it's a helicopter over my house in Echo Park, Los Angeles. And it's been there all night and all of last night because of a kind of situation happening here in the neighborhood. Echo Park Lake is a really lovely place. It's a park um, with a little lake in it. And you can, like, go paddle boating in this lake. You know, it's kind of like the Central Park um, lake area. Um, it's not really like that. It's it's very nice. It's very nice. Or at least it used to be very nice. And in the last several years, it's becoming, it's becoming or it has become more overrun with homeless encampments. Which is to say there's a lot of tents covering half the park the west side and the north side predominantly and it's kind of i don't know it's a shame it's really unfortunate it's like not a good look it's not pleasant it's kind of gross it smells it's unsightly but it's not all bad it doesn't seem outwardly violent there's no obvious crime happening that i'm aware of as a local or visitor it's hard to say what like what the details are there um and i don't want to get into that yet but just to set the scene for you this is just the kind of place that you would take a stroll or have a little picnic and meet friends and it's just a good park it's just a it's a great park it's like it's one of my favorite parks in the world and it's just not the same when you walk in there and it feels really uh, overrun with a certain element. Now, we when whenever we talk about this sort of thing, we're always on guard a little bit, right? Because maybe we're like, like we have a a physical reaction, a bodily reaction of like uh, being turned off, being put off. And I would even say that this comes down somewhat to like how safe you might feel or not feel. Um, some people are uh, tougher about this sort of thing. Some people are more sensitive about this sort of thing. But it's like, it's not nice to roll up to a city park in, you know, a classic neighborhood and just see tents taking it over. You know, like since when we're tents allowed to just like spring up and stay there you know like how is that a rule but at the same time especially liberals we talk out of the side of our mouths in terms of compassion and not wanting to say anything too negative about people that don't have houses or homes i did a whole episode about homelessness that's not exactly what i'm talking about here though it's obviously related because i want to directly address what's happening right now in LA and at this park, which is that Mayor Eric Garcetti has decided to kick out the homeless, basically. Very quickly, not a lot of warning, he's just announced that he's going to basically fence off the whole park to like make improvements to the park, in quotes. He's going to clean up the park. And that means basically evicting <laughs> all of the homeless encampments there. 
And my reaction to this is great. It's about time. Like, a city should not stand for this. Like, this is our park. It's not just the homeless that get to take this park. It's like my park and your park, and we don't live there. We go there and enjoy it for an hour or three, and then we leave. And that's what a park is, you know? And it's it's this very awkward kind of discussion of public space and, like, whose is it? And who do we offer the compassion to exactly? So this helicopter above me is a city helicopter run, I assume, by the LA Police Department. And they're patrolling protesters. They're keeping an eye on the scene because a lot of activists have decided to protest Garcetti's rule to evict the homeless. I'm using the word evict here. You evict someone from their home. It's like, is Echo Park their home? And why is that okay? Like, why are we just giving a tent population Echo Park Lake? It doesn't make sense to me. Um, that's never been explained. I probably should try to have a real advocate for this movement talking with me. Um, but it's really hard. I don't I have never met a person that's capable of a rational discussion who feels very strongly that the homeless or the houseless should just be allowed to stay there. I have talked to people on this topic. I've listened to people and other inter- interviewers. I'm not an interviewer, but I've listened to people being interviewed on this topic and it's all platitudes. It's all we have to have compassion, uh we can't take away, um, you know, let me actually try and read you some of the things I see on Instagram. Right. So this is from a, an Instagram page called K town for all K town is Koreatown. This, um, I don't know why it's called that, but basically this is a, an Instagram page that's dedicated to poverty. And I don't actually understand. I don't understand this page well enough, but they're posting a lot about, Echo Park Lake and this hashtag Echo Park Rise Up. This is one of their posts. Join us for a peaceful vigil with the unhoused residents tonight. Wear red, bring signs, and stand in solidarity with our neighbors. Uh, they have a series of, you know, tweets essentially. These are quotes from the community that's been living in Echo Park Lake. I'm in the park. Valley compares their situation in the fenced park to an open-air concentration camp. Okay, a bit strong, I would say. Uh, Hard closure around the park. Allies of homeless residents here are trying to get through the line to bring food water to the tent community, but LAPD are turning everyone away. Uh, So it's these this series of tweets... um, Gustavo Atsoy, who said he had lived along the lake for seven months, said he had to go to work today but didn't want to abandon his tools, construction tools for installing tile, uh, lest he lose them. I need these things to work, he said in Spanish. Okay, so basically all these tweets are characterizing the houseless population here as, like, victims and that the LAPD are just total monsters because they're showing up, kicking them out. Like, you're working. Why are you living in a park? You know, like... You're getting free food and water from very compassionate neighbors. Uh, You're taking up the space of a public shared space 
Like, I don't understand why this guy deserves all of my compassion and that the LAPD have to be characterized as villains or that the mayor or that the city council are villains for trying to clean up a public park that me and my friends love to go to and enjoy much less now. Like, I'm the problem because I'm like some gentrifying bourgeois hipster who wants a park without homeless people in it. Like, what the fuck is this logic? Um, It really beguiles me, this train of thought in a lot of, like, political discourses. Um, I don't want to generalize because obviously everyone has their own battles and their own priorities. So, But, like, in general, what I would say is that on the left, the highest moral value is compassion. And it's basically the only moral value. And it can be directed any direction. So, like, with identity politics, it's, like, pure compassion to perceived victimhood based on race. So, black people. Because I don't even know why. I don't know why, like, Hispanic people don't get it. Or, like, you know, Caribbean people in the Caribbean. Or sub-Saharan Africans in Africa. Like, it's just American African-Americans. They get all the compassion. And indigenous people, they get some now too with BIPOC, B-I-P-O-C. And now like with Asian hate being a topic, like a trending topic, like Asian people now get compassion. But it's like, what does that even look like? You know, what does that mean? Um, And now in this case with Echo Park Lake being cleaned up, in quotes, I don't know the best way to put it, uh, for the homeless encampments to be... uh, you know moved (laughs) like somehow the homeless people get all of our compassion even though they've been living they've been squatting in a public park i i can't overemphasize that this is a public place that me and all my peers enjoy and it's not just our friend group you know it's like all strata of people enjoy this park you know they've just legalized um vending like um unlicensed or unregistered uh, or whatever just vending maybe it's I don't even know the details but now there's like people selling things like throughout the park and it's like kind of it's cool it's like mixed but it's cool it's like more lower class <laughs> um, I'm very class conscious saying that you know I don't need to see like you know weed pipes and rugs being sold in the park but that's fine you know i bought a horchata there the other day it's fine it's you know it's it's vibrant and it's like a working class thing but it's like these people have homes they're going there to like create a vibe and have some commerce it's very capitalist that's fine too basically it's like what you see in developing world countries it's like the mexification of la frankly but that's fine like i appreciate a a lot a lot about that but there's a difference between like the working poor and different strata of like class middle class upper class whatever and homeless people there's a difference like this is not about wealth inequality this is about where do you put people who choose or can't take care of themselves to live in the streets people with mental disabilities and you know psychological issues people with substance abuse problems people who have fallen off the grid and can't get up 
You know, like these are the people that are living in this park. Some are choosing to live there. Some could rent a place and don't do it. And this guy that's working construction, like I hire contractors, like you can afford to rent something, you know, maybe not in Echo Park anymore, maybe not right in central Los Angeles, but you could find something, you know, like I don't pity people that can't afford to live in the center of a big city, you know, like I wanted to live in, you know, the West Village of New York City. I couldn't afford it. Like, I wish I could, you know, like, it's not like a woe is me situation. It's like, yeah, there are class differences. We should be talking about class. We should be talking about struggle. We should be talking about wealth distribution. That's not what this is. This is literally people just pitching tents and claiming public space and taking it away from everyone else. You know, like you don't get to do that. Like if you go to a buffet, you don't get to like, just like sit at the buffet eating. It's a buffet for everyone. You don't get to sit down there. You take a little bit to your own table, you know? And I just, I'm just so confused by this misplaced compassion, this over compassion, this mis, it's misguided. Yes, we should feel compassionate for people, of course, but like, where's the compassion for me? I like going to that park less now. And maybe once it's cleaned up, I'll like going a lot more again, you know? That is my right as a Angelino resident, you know, in this neighborhood. It's like, this is, by the way, like a five-minute walk from my house. And I just don't understand how this becomes political. Nobody likes homelessness. I don't understand the, the logic here of the left and the protesters and activists and this twi- uh, this Instagram that I follow because I, like, actually care about homeless issues. But this is not... This is not the re- the way I care. Here's another meme here. If you're angry by the city's response to homelessness at Echo Park Lake, the city council's homelessness and poverty committee is meeting today at 10 a.m. Although at Mitchell Farrell is not on this committee, five other council members are. Use toolkit and it's like how to disrupt this, how to like rise up against this, you know? It's all Echo Park rise up stuff. It's like, it's this activist language of like raise your fists in the air against the police and if you hate the police or if you feel like you're on the bottom of society in some hierarchical way here's something to fight for go fight along with homeless people now i'm speaking very generally about homeless people obviously homeless people differ um one thing i do want to say here is that homeless people can be criminals It's not a crime to not have a house, but that doesn't mean that you're not a criminal. Like, you can still be robbing people. You could still be molesting other homeless people. You could still be going into other tents and taking things. Like, these homeless encampments aren't necessarily safe, but they survive because we enable them. We, as a neighborhood, go and give them food and water and keep them there, keep them going. It's like, why are you feeding the pigeons? Why are you feeding the wild animals? Like, don't do that, you know? And I don't mean to say that homeless people are wild animals, but it's an analogy. Like, parks and zoos tell you not to do that. Because it's like, that's not natural. You shouldn't just be going and taking all the food and letting people live in a park. It doesn't make any sense. So... 
And I just see this everywhere on the left, and it's just something that I've learned to really be sensitive to and dislike. Because I do also have compassion. I make a point of telling you guys that all the time. Like, but I have compassion in all directions, and it's limited. It's not infinite compassion. There is such a thing as like enabling. There's another thing called tough love that might be in order. There might be um, a need for some amount of order or authority. Not authoritarianism, which I hate. I'm not telling people what to do. But if it's like, if my brother or my father or my lover was down and out and became houseless because they couldn't pay their rent and they got evicted and they couldn't find something else and they lived in their car and that got worse and worse and then suddenly they got a tent and stayed in the, and then realized, oh wow, the city will pay me X amount of dollars and give me food if I just don't have a house and I just live on welfare and, you know, and even more welfare. What do you do for that person? If you, if you actually care about them, again, if they're a family member, if they're someone dear to you, what do you do for that person? Do you bring them food every day in the park? No. You like ask them, oh, have you applied to jobs today? Have you, you can stay on my couch, you know? You can, let's help you get back on your feet. Let's like get you to where you should be. And if they're deranged or abusing drugs, you get them real help, right? You get them into like psychiatric help or into a mental institution, ideally, which we don't have any of if maybe we have some, not enough. Or you like take them into rehab and get them like into a, like a rehabilitation clinic, you know? Like that's what you do when you care about someone. You don't just let them sleep in your park so what is this compassion? It, it doesn't seem even compassionate to me. It seems like pure virtue signaling. Look at me, I care about the homeless. I'm fighting the police, I'm cool. Look how good of a person I am, fuck the police. That's cool, right? Well, it depends. You, didn't, you weren't saying that when it was the Capitol riots and it was like Republican conservative weirdos that needed restraint. You know, suddenly you were like turning in your dad to the FBI. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? The police and the city council have given plenty of warning and plenty of opportunities to help those in need that want help. There have been programs like Project uh, Turnkey. Like, there are so many opportunities. Now, the city struggles. It has a budget. LA is not broke. But it struggles. It's definitely a problem, like in the wire, how the wire portrays it on HBO. Like, it's hard to obviously manage a city, you know, with a certain budget and schools and healthcare, whatever else, you know. But like, the city is trying. I believe they should try better and harder. I would vote for different politicians, and I think that the government here is misguided as well. But like, they're trying to do things for this houseless community. But it's like enough is enough. Like, what are you gonna do? Just give the parks to the houseless community? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, we will lose cities that way. And I do think that this is timed pretty well because it's like the world is coming back, you know? Like, California is coming back. Um, Europe is struggling right now. Um, it doesn't have its shit together at all in terms of the rollout of the vaccine and lockdowns are just not ending because not enough people. I mean, just herd immunity is not happening. So that's really pathetic. 
Um, I say that with sympathy to people that don't want to get the vaccine because I don't want to get it, but I might end up getting it just for ease of life and to make people around me feel more comfortable. Like I said before, I like being invited to things. I like being allowed to do things and I will protest, <laughs> uh, figuratively speaking, that I have to get the vaccine in order to participate, to participate in life. And yet, if I just fell off the grid, I could just live in the park. And, you know, how about that? You know, like, that's allowed. <laughs> it's just so funny. Like, why are, we why are we accepting such abject poverty and insanity in our, in our world? It's not acceptable. Like, I don't accept, you know, randomly chaotic people roaming the streets, threatening everybody. That's not acceptable to me. And I, I feel especially sensitive to that when I'm with a female friend, you know, like it's just not acceptable. And I feel like women, I'm sorry to single women out. Um, I just feel like society benefits women, especially, you know, like our codes of conduct and our mores protect women. That's what laws are for. Like, can you, can you imagine like 10,000 years ago? like our primate brains without laws. I mean, we had some laws back then, but do you know what I'm su suggesting here? Like the world is a very threatening place without some amount of like decorum. And it makes sense to me that conservatives stand up for that. It makes a lot of sense to me that, and we should be standing up for civility. Somehow Donald Trump like made civility seem so lame and he was so convincing that he turned liberals against civility. And it's sad to me that liberals now are like swearing all the time. <laughs> I know it's like a silly little example. I, I fucking swear, but still every protest sign has to have a bad word on it. Every altercation with a political enemy is like, you're an asshole, fuck you. Like why? Like you should value civility it's valuable and without it like anarchy and chaos are very dangerous to at least half the population the half that would lose fights physical fights like you don't want that you do not want that like i feel like i feel okay walking alone i know how to comport myself i can carry my shoulders up and i'm like you know taller than average and a healthy man you know like so i'm fine but even so i appreciate civility and obeying the rules i don't want to use whatever like quote advantage i have against the elderly or the youth or the you know the the, the very young or the or anyone smaller than me or weaker than me or frailer like that's not how i'm interested in living but when you promote an off-the-grid society there's gonna be some of that. Like, don't we hate that? Don't we hate Harvey Weinstein and people that create worlds where they are the kingpin without law? Like, that's happening in Skid Row. That happens in marginalized places. That happens out in hippie communes. You know, it happens because there are alpha males that will take advantage of situations if unchecked. You know, you hate it when the police do it but you accept it if it's like 
in the black community like leave that community alone like well no the black community wants policing otherwise it will be the alpha males in that community running everything and that can be very toxic that is what gang violence is and i just feel like people are so ignorant and don't even realize these issues because they just do everything in the name of compassion very generic compassion toward black people toward poor people like what are you talking about they're not all the same. Like, you're, if you leave this unchecked and you don't want to regulate anything, that is, like, laissez-faire. <laughs> you know, like, you, you can appreciate it from a Marxist perspective when it's about the economy. Like, you want to check the economy, you know? And the same is true for every social scene. You should be checking it. There should be codes of conduct that are enforced. And the best way to enforce them is with, like, civil law. And I just don't understand how we can excuse the application of civil law regarding tents on our sidewalks and in our parks. Like, fuck that. That is not acceptable. I don't want to live in a country so divided and, like, stratified that, like, there are mansions and then you walk down the street and then there's, like, people living on the sidewalk literally. Like, this is not India. That is not cool. And the first step toward correcting it is by displacing those people, not displacing, replacing them into proper places. Now, look, I'm not educated enough um, because that's not the point here. I'm not trying to teach you exactly how it all works. I'm making a moral argument. That's all I'm doing right now. I get a lot of criticism that like, I should be more polished and produced and write all this down and research. like. Where are these guys going, you know? Like, are the homeless being taken to rehabilitation clinics? Or are they just being dumped in MacArthur Park or on Skid Row in downtown? Or are they putting them in jail? I would object to any of those solutions because they're not solutions, you know? Like, that's just kicking the can down the road. That, like, I don't mean to criminalize every single one of those um, people, largely, who are surely nonviolent and... I don't know, like, just down and out or crazy or whatever. Like, I don't mean to criminalize them, put them in jail. I also don't want to just put them in a different park because, like, even though this one is my local park, I don't want any neighborhoods uh, poisoned with this problem. And it is a problem. Everyone can admit that, right? I don't think any... Like, when I talk to activists about this, when I hear them talking... They'll say something like, they'll just like change the topic or the subject rather. Like they don't want to admit, yeah, it's a problem. They'll just change it and say, yeah, but the real problem is a society in which we, you know, dot, dot, dot. Like they'll, they'll end up blaming white supremacy probably. Like most of these people are minorities and they've fallen through, but that's, I don't even know if that's true. There's a lot of white homeless people. Um, it's never like, yeah, this is bad. Like, I don't want to see them in the park either. Like, it's very hard for leftists to say that out loud for some reason. And maybe, like, on the right, people are a little too gung-ho also. Like, get rid of them. They don't belong here. Put them in jail. Like, I don't really know what right-wing people say either. But coming at this from just a rational, non-political position, it's obviously bad for any city to have homelessness. It's a failure of a system. We should have a, a social system in which people can't fall that th far through the cracks, you know? 
so obviously America and especially California have this problem and it does need to be addressed it's very true like don't just put them in jail or another park put them somewhere beneficial and productive so I can't tell you what exactly the mayor's plan is with this but what I can tell you is that I'm really glad they're not in the park and yet there is a huge vigil there are a huge amount of protesters right now out there and this helicopter that I keep hearing above my head is monitoring these protesters because everyone knows how protesters can get, right? We all do know that, right? Like, it can get bad. It's like looking for a fight. This whole rise up hashtag, it's like, rise up against what? What are you talking about? So, I mean, I do agree with some of this stuff, like, this one says services, not sweeps, pilot program, kickoff, celebration. So this is like, join us for a voluntary neighborhood cleanup, community meal, and speaker program led by our unhoused neighbors. Well, it's very hippy-dippy to me. Like, I don't need to go listen to homeless people talk about politics. But... <sighs> I believe that services are required, not sweeps, but like services are not like a Meals on Wheels program for the homeless. Services are building a mental health institution, a, a mental asylum or whatever you wanna call it, a PC word for this, that isn't corrupt, that doesn't abuse its patients, that doesn't just drug everybody to death. Like set up actual social services. But like, I just feel like it's just such a problem right now with this misguided liberal, not even liberalism, it's like just leftism, communism, that just thinks, oh, they're homeless, they deserve 100% compassion, they deserve 0% responsibility because it's the system that has screwed them. And I'm not even saying that that's, no, I am saying it's not true. Like, everyone has, everyone has to take on some amount of responsibility, including the woefully low IQ people, including the addic uh, addictive personality people, including the abused people, including the schizophrenic people, like take some responsibility, show up to a meeting, report to someone like a friend, like develop a friendship. Like it's, it's reckless and scary for people in the world with zero responsibility. I, I feel a little bit expert on that because I did set my life up in the last several years to have as little responsibility as possible. And it's kind of exciting, you know, to like be totally untethered and have no real deep connections and to like just be free and like an astronaut. But in the end, I want responsibility. I feel better when people expect things of me. I feel better when I'm productively working toward a goal. I feel better tied into a network. It's better. That's like very, it's very human of us to do that stuff and to like be off the grid and a loner and isolated and weird and like, you know, shouting things to ourselves and like shouting epithets at other people and like making random movements. That is so bad. It's like so unhinged and threatening and weird. Like it's not good. You know, it's not good. Like no one likes it. <laughs> so if there's some element of that in these parks, which there is... Why would you foster it? I don't get it. 
I don't know how to have this as a dialogue. Like, friends keep telling me to have interviews. I've tried it on Clubhouse. I've tried it on, like, I just feel like we're living in such a stratified, divisive society now. Like, no one is capable of a real dialogue about this. Like, I hear it with all my idols, too. Like, here's an example. Um, Coleman Hughes, a young black uh, anti-anti-racist thinker, more of like an MLK kind of guy. He's challenging Ibram Kendi, an, an avowed anti-racist um, activist intellectual. He's challenging him to a debate on this topic of anti-racism. Like, is it productive? Is it the best way forward? Is it what we need? Do we need to look at everything through the lens of race? And Ibram Kendi won't do it. He just won't agree to it. And like, Harvard and Yale and whatever places are like agreeing to host it. And there's like plenty of hunger for that kind of dialogue because who doesn't want to see two very intelligent black people talking about race, but like disagreeing and like hammering it out. Like this, a lot of people want that. And yeah, it just seems like Ibram Kendi and his ilk and his fans would rather just close their ears to it, stay in their bubble, tell themselves that they're right, that all their political enemies are wrong and even evil, and just be close-minded and arrogant. And it's the same, I feel, with like any issue. Like the homeless activists probably think that I'm an asshole, right? For all the reasons that I've kind of suggested here. Um, you know, if you're a feminist, you think that anyone that questions the patriarchy is wrong and evil. You know, if you're a vegan, well, vegans are such a minority that, of course, most of them accept other people's ways of life. But, you know, whenever you believe something so strongly, like an ideology, like a religion, you will make enemies of people that disagree with you. Am I doing that? Are the activists taking over Sunset Boulevard right now my enemies? Not really. Not really. I would happily hang out with them um, in a different context, you know, like, you know, smoking weed at a, at a festival or something. I would, I would be down to, to date somebody with different ideas if I thought they were interesting and attractive and fun otherwise, you know? But... I want to be able to talk about it. I want to be able to like have this conversation. And I just find that it's very hard to have this kind of conversation because when your main moral value, your only moral value is compassion. You think that anyone who doesn't make that the only value lacks compassion and is therefore evil or bad. And that's just not true. I hear like a voice in the background. I can't tell who's talking. That's kind of freaking me out. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this. I think I've said my what I need to say. That's what's happening in my world right now. Um, I want, I'll, I'll, I'll make a closing statement. I hope this goes smoothly. And I hope that, yeah, I hope that the activists uh, feel good about their vigil and about rising up with their unhoused brothers and sisters. Um, that's fine. I hope that the police 
maintain order and get out of this unscathed and it's just a normal work day and nothing weird at all, I think that would be cool. I hope that all the homeless people find a good place to sleep and feel more at peace and find some amount of like stability in their lives that doesn't take over my park. <laughs> I want that for them. They just, you can't do it there and you can't do it in my house and you can't do it on my doorstep and you can't do it on my sidewalk. Find somewhere to go. The world is very big. There are shelters, there are tons of opportunities, there are social workers, there are programs to people in houses. Like, these things do exist. They exist much better in Europe and in Germany specifically, but they exist here too. And I totally take the point, like, oh yeah, the shelters are dangerous, I'm worried about my safety in the shelter because of the whatever, like, fair enough. Let's fix the shelters. Don't go sleep in the park because of that. I want the best for them. I don't lack compassion. I just also uh, care about the community, not just the houseless community. I care about the Echo Park community. I care about my community, you know? I care about me. I care about me going to the park. <laughs> I care about me like driving down through LA and not being confronted with abject poverty and absolute liberal failure on every sidewalk. It's embarrassing. And I just can't fathom why people accept it. How, how can you accept it? Even if your whole talking point is it's white supremacy's fault or it's like the patriarchy's fault or it's like the system. Like, yeah, okay, like, sure. The system is obviously hugely flawed, but you accept that? You, you're okay with them just staying on the street? Just by blaming the system? That's so juvenile. All right, hit me up. Let me know how and why you might disagree. Um, let me know if I missed something. Maybe if you're agreeing with me, but I missed a key point that you are thinking about, let me know. Uh, I appreciate your time. And uh, yeah. That's it. I'm on Patreon at Key Thinking. I'm on Twitter at Keith Thinking. I'm on Instagram at Keith Pictures. My name is Keith Telfayan. And I'll leave it there. Until next time. Ciao.